take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Joke of the day. How are meters handled differently between having crutches and writing poetry? Answer. With crutches, it takes practice to find endurance to travel in meters. With poetry, it takes patience to find balance in the iambic pentameter. Thought of the day comes from Greek philosopher Aristotle. He said, Poetry is finer and more philosophical than history, for poetry expresses the universal. History only of a particular. Hello and welcome back to the Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, the Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I also offer up other advice to help parents, kids, and anyone else who wants to learn about increasing disability engagement. I was born with cerebral palsy. I grew up in the 1970s and 1980s. I used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. Reasonable accommodation and the ADA didn't become law until 1990 or broadly accessible to me until I was in college in 1991. As a result, I often used enriched environment examples to increase my own social-emotional learning. This is episode 50. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. April is National Poetry Month. I will be talking about poetry and disabilities in honor of this month. Today I will be talking about some of the history of poetry which started with the Greek philosopher Aristotle. In this week's Rite of Past Experiences or Rope, I will be talking about my interest in expression with imagery and emotion and how I specifically understand and express my disability in poetry. I share two poems that both involve different types of needles. Please listen for one or two things that you can take away from this episode. Now, take hold and engage in this week's episode. April is National Poetry Month and it was launched by the American Academy of Poets in April 1996 to remind the public that poets play an integral role in culture. Some of the goals of expression include finding comfort and resilience. Aristotle's Poetics is the earliest surviving work of dramatic theory and literary theory. According to LiteraryDevices.net, catharsis 
is an emotional discharge through which one can achieve a state of moral or spiritual renewal or achieve a state of liberation from anxiety or stress. Catharsis is a Greek word meaning cleansing. In literature, it is used for the cleansing of emotions. It also can be a change or emotional rejuvenation of a person. Catharsis can also lead to dramatic expression or purification. A cathartic release of emotions can also be therapeutic and aid in emotional recovery. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I am sharing two poems that express my extreme emotions. The first poem was written in 1998, but it details my fears and panic of receiving a shot before my first surgery. That ironically was made for me to relax my muscles when I was around five years old in the mid-1970s. The poem is called The Hospitable Hell. She steps past the starch sheet and draws back the steel-hung curtain. Her spotless white outfit draped over her shoulders as she intrudes on my environment. A professional smile decorates her face, hiding the dreadful deed which her duty demands. The nurse's steady slithering fingers carefully caress my shivering skin. Relax, she robotically repeats, in a vain attempt to calmly comfort me. She prepares my pores with a cold concoction. The hairs which lay limp on my leg suddenly spring stiff to foreshadow fear. I look left in an endless effort to ignominiously ignore the inevitable act. She stabs the slender sickle into my lower limb. The flood of tears stream down each cheek because the hurt seems uniquely unbearable. The pain provokes a perennial panic. I pray profusely while my voice reaches its high-pitched points. But as a child, the pain prevails and my body continues to cringe. The next poem is about a different kind of needle. It is titled, The Needle of Acceptance. I try to walk through the hole, but I can't because of my metal poles. I tried to thread my body through it, 
but because of my disability, I can't do it. There is no way to enter the narrow minds because in those 1980s surroundings, some of the people are blind. I wish I could expand the tunnel vision, but I guess that has become my ongoing mission. Through the door, I try to fit, hoping then somehow I will feel legitimate. I know I will never be the same because of the looks I feel tremendous shame. I must do everything possible to go inside because until then the fear I cannot override. I will fight until others see my pride and until it happens I will not be satisfied. Unfortunately, I cannot become a piece of thread. So you must change the image in your head. If you don't, you will be misled by the many stereotypes society has spread. Thank you. Were there one or two things that you heard from this episode that you could lean into? Thank you to Jacob Thurman for his help with editing this episode. Reflections In preparing for this episode, I wanted to pick poetry that had di different perspectives, but a similar theme and I happened to come across this week um, the hospitable hell which dealt with needles and then the metaphorical needle of acceptance that had to do with growing up in the 1980s and going to a regular um, school a parochial school the um, the times were obviously different back then and there was a lot of imagery and emotion that uh, played into both poems and I've actually used a lot of poetry and the imagery and emotion for the poetic understanding of disabilities because a lot of people have asked me over the years how do you communicate and give people the feeling of having a disability and I've often told them uh, that I try to do it through imagery and emotion metaphors and other literary devices but imagery and emotion is one of the ways that I particularly like to communicate the experience of having a disability because unless you have the experience of um, long-term uh, disability a lot of friends and other people have the experience of that it's temporary and they only think of it as temporary uh, and 
a lot of people forget that the medical devices or the disability devices are powerful and positive devices because they empower independence. The uh, the poetry itself, Needle of Acceptance, talks about having to actually thread the needle of acceptance because of the different attitudes and feelings within the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, and even now sometimes where people have certain stereotypes about people with disabilities. And that's why I talk a lot in the poem about uh, the understanding and changing the stereotypes that society has fed. Now, as far as the uh, hospitable hell, that had to do more with my um, physical experience of fear of needles. And I, uh, just by chance this week, I uh, got the first injection of Moderna. And that reminded me of the fear that I had of needles back when I was a kid, and um, in fact, after one of my surgeries, when I was uh, in fourth grade, I, um, I just had uh, some blood taken from my finger, but because the, uh, before I got blood drawn from my finger at a regular appointment, a regular physical, it was the first time uh, since one of the surgeries that I had, and I had a very visceral reaction because of the uh, needles and the post-traumatic stress that I felt. Even though all the uh, office and the people were trying to do was, they were just trying to draw blood from my finger. Uh, it was an obvious, overreaction but it also reminded me of the expression that that I had in response to needles and that traumatic experience I understand that the surgery and the needles were positive things not only for surgery but also for other reasons but back uh, being a kid, I really didn't understand, especially during my first surgery, having to uh, that much pain and that much fear with uh, having to go through surgery and having needles and being tested um, and just doing different medical things because of my disability. And because I was... Uh, a child, I really didn't understand and couldn't process the uh, need for needles. I also want to especially thank all the listeners for listening to all these episodes because this specific, this specific episode is episode 50 and I just wanted to thank the listeners for their allegiance and for their uh, listening to all the episodes. 
Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. I'll never give up.